0: Welcome to the Porn Reboot Podcast, where you get practical tips on gaining control over your porn or sex addiction. I'm your host, J.K. Amazi, Certified Sex and Porn Addiction Recovery Coach. Today, we are going to be talking about sexual fantasy and how to manage it. Now, this is a question that I receive a lot of emails on and a lot of my clients also ask me about it and these questions range from whether sexual fantasies are a good thing in the recovery process or whether they are a a threat to a person's recovery. Let's start from uh, what sexual fantasies are um, and how they are perceived in society. Now uh, sexual fantasies are one of the most private aspects of our lives you no, know, even before high speed internet pornography came to the scene, sexual fantasy was already something that was rarely brought up in public. I mean, we now live in a world where people talk about so many things and it's cool to be, you know, vulnerable on your blog or in your video and talk about, you know, the deep <laughs> you know, things that um um are rarely spoken about publicly and people applaud you for being so brave and talking about these things. But one area I've seen that, um, that still uh, has some serious boundaries to it is sexual fantasy. In fact, most couples, no matter how close they are or how long they've been together, how intimate they are, um, rarely discuss their deeper sexual fantasies. And the reason is that um, as human beings, we have this ability uh, and we do this thing where we feel that our, our fantasy is actually something we want to to do and because we imagine it because we we feel like it would be amazing to experience it especially if you masturbate to your sexual fantasy um, sometimes you may think like you know I, I wonder what it would be like to 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 experience that but all of that is still within the realm of your mind it's still something that's private the problem is because we think that it's something we want to experience we assume that others think the same thing. We assume that if we verbalize our sexual fantasies, others are going to think like, oh, well, he, he wants to do that, or she she's really into that. And that's why it's so challenging to speak up about our sexual fantasies because obviously um, we are uh, wary and sometimes we are afraid of letting our... Uh, partners in a relationship become aware or assume that we have sexual fantasies. Nobody wants to be judged negatively for their private thoughts. So how how do we get rid of sexual fantasies? That's a question I get a lot. JK, um, I have one problem. I'm just fantasizing a whole lot. Now there, there are two aspects to this. There's fantasizing uh, about a sexual scenario or a specific fetish obsessively and there is trying to completely get rid of sexual fantasies completely now I don't know of anyone who has done this my answer to that is you can't do that yes I said you cannot get rid of your your, your, your sexual fantasies um, and I'll, I'll tell you why you know when I work with a client in the early stages of their uh, porn addiction sometimes they come to me for accountability they come to me because they want to be thought a system or they want to be introduced to coping skills that can help them rely on other things not pornography or instead of pornography to kind of uh, deal with some of the issues that they have sometimes these men have not been watching porn they have not been masturbating for a couple of weeks and a couple of months and the moments They begin recovery coaching with me. Suddenly, it seems as if their urges, their fantasies, their need to act out suddenly increases dramatically. When they ask me that, I tell them that this is because when if you tell somebody not to think about something, um, there's a natural tendency to think about it even more and it's not as if in recovery coaching I'm telling them don't think about this but sometimes to some men it is implied so the way they, um, they process things and the way they translate it is that you are implying that I should not do something therefore naturally I'm going to do it more and one of the things we deal with is obsessive sexual thoughts and obsessive uh, sexual fantasies so in the case of sexual fantasies There's a risk, of course, that these fantasies can become more frequent and can become more persistent. So the first thing I would say is, even though you cannot get rid of your sexual fantasies, don't do one specific thing, and that is never try to deal with your sexual fantasies by not thinking about them and putting so much effort into them, because there is a huge risk, a very high likelihood, that they will become stronger. Sexual fantasies are normal. They start to become a problem first when you start putting in that effort to control them or you start worrying about them. Now, in coaching, when a man is struggling with an out-of-control sexual behavior with porn, just to clarify this, because we're working for a predetermined period of time, Having sexual fantasies come up more than usual is not really a bad thing. It gives both of us a chance to actually examine what is going going on, and if there are episodes where um, this individual um, might act out, then that's great because now he has accountability. Now he has somebody working with him who can observe him and help him to identify uh, specifically why he he's acting out and what his triggers are. One more thing is that sexual fantasies are also a huge problem when you start to make them elaborate and this means that, um, um, I'll give you an example pornography is a shortcut to elaborating your fantasies and I mean adding more details to an existing fantasy. You may have a specific fantasy that was normal and maybe even healthy to have but out of curiosity you decided to search for this fantasy um online on a, let's say a pornography website so let's say you started masturbating to it and you gradually found that online wow there are more variations to this fantasy I did not know this <laughs> so over time your original fantasy morphs into a fantasy which is dictated by the standards of pornography when you get to this point It begins to affect you in real life. And at this point some might 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 argue and say, you know what, JK? My fantasies just stay online and in my head. It stays in porn land, so I'm good. I don't act out, I'm not that kind of person. You know, I know where the line is. That's okay. You know a lot of times you don't act out because there is no equivalent for this fantasy in the real world for you now if you were to look into the lives of the many of the people who make this statement and who defend their fantasies um, um, so strongly you'll find in some cases that um, they are not having sex with their partners or they've lost their sexual attraction to their partner or they feel that their partners are not adventurous enough uh, oftentimes I hear people who give me the same statement um, uh, give me another statement which is the I have a high sex drive excuse you know my partner is boring she's not really into the things I, and I need sex in different you know varieties and I'm sexually adventurous and she or he just isn't that way your sex drive does not necessarily have much to do with your fantasies these are just excuses by someone who can't fulfill their fantasy in real life and this destroys relationships it makes it impossible for you to enjoy your sexual life because there simply aren't normal people walking around that share your fantasy now what if you're a person who doesn't have access to sex what if you can't have sex on a regular basis maybe you haven't figured out how to get to that stage maybe your values or your religion or your culture the location that you're at prevents you from doing that well what can you do Well, you can still have fantasies because like I said originally fantasies are fine fantasies are normal there is a reason why we have the capability to do so to have fantasies however your fantasies become a problem when they begin to seep into your life so there are so many men out there whose expectations of life have been defined by fantasies, especially fantasies from pornography. You know, everywhere you look, everywhere men like this look, they don't see attractive women. And the reason you don't see attractive women is because you're not seeing women who live up to your standard, the standard of your fantasy, which has been colored by pornography. Of course, the funny thing is that many of these men are not even having sex at all. You know? So I'm going to talk about when your fantasies become um, a serious enough issue to seek help so earlier I talked about you know some men reach out to me for issues with their fantasies a lot of times I screen guys because um, sometimes they don't really have a problem sometimes it's just healthy uh, <laughs> a healthy part of, of, uh, of being a sexual being having sexual fantasies and sometimes it's just you know their upbringing or uh, sometimes some men have an obsessive compulsive disorder and then they are referred to the appropriate professional to help them out but there are some cases when your fantasies your sexual fantasies can become obsessive now it's not necessarily when you have multiple sexual fantasies a day you'd actually be surprised at how many people who don't watch porn or who don't masturbate uh, fantasize about sex your fantasies begin to have real-world consequences when you start to plan them and there's one step that comes before planning actually and that is obsessing over your sexual fantasies. Now obsessing over your, fa- your sexual fantasies is when you think about this and this comes to your mind all day long non-stop despite your best efforts to stop it because when you start planning you begin to find ways it's the first step of actually acting out and you're crossing a huge line at this point. For every fantasy that you act out every fantasy that you bring into the world there's a price to pay so let's say for instance that you fantasized about having anal sex with your girlfriend but you've never done this before so after planning various ways to make this happen let's say you decide that you're going to ask her if she would be into it right so while you're having sex vaginal sex you say hey I'd like to whatever put it in the other hole and she says no way she's like that's never gonna happen she rejects you alright fine you get rejected maybe you feel a uh, a little bad that's a low price to pay that's okay on the other hand let's say you have a fantasy of having sex with a transgender individual now because your interest in this demographic was only generated was only created by porn and fantasy you actually may not know how to meet someone who could help you fulfill this so you're like you know what this is a fantasy I'm I'm planning it out how am I gonna have sex with a transgender person so let's say for instance you decide to go the route of paying a transgender prostitute to have sex ask yourself what is the possible price that you could end up paying in a situation like this well for one you could be arrested for soliciting a prostitute you could contract an std like hiv or you could end up in a shady situation that could get you robbed that could get you hurt or maybe even killed now all in all those are <laughs> high prices to pay now i also want you when you think about the price not just to think of the cost to yourself i want you to think of the cost to other parties involved and this is specifically if you reached a planning stage of your fantasy. This is for every single fantasy that you have. So for instance, in this case, in the case of the transgender prostitutes, if for instance you're married, what would be the impact on your wife if she were to find out that her husband had sex with a transgender prostitute? What would your community think when word goes out, when word goes around, or your mugshot shows up in one of those gas station, you know, look who was arrested this weekend! you know publications what if you contracted something and passed it on to your partner here's another thing think of the person that you had sex with what if this individual was somebody who was sex trafficked against their will and what if the price that that person is paying is that they are going to be further stuck in that sex trafficking cycle because you are fueling it you paid somebody that a, a pimp made a commission off your fantasy and somebody suffers some more. You fuel that. So that's what I mean by looking at the costs. And just to kind of drive it in because I know some guys totally don't care about things like this. They're like, come on man, what are you talking about? The cost of this? You're taking this too far. Well, let's take it too far then. Let's take it a step further. Some of you out there fantasize about having sex with a child or with someone below the age of consent. Consent, consent. Excuse my accent. Now, I don't care whether it is uh, you do this by watching images or viewing images of children being abused, or whether it is hentai or not. And for those of you who are into hentai and lollicon and all that sort of stuff that has illustrated children in it, uh, you can go to my channel search for porn reboot on YouTube and we have a wonderful video that I shot on hentai you can jump into the comments and join the hentai is not <laughs> porn deniers club that's what I call it where there are a whole bunch of guys who watch hentai who are trying to justify uh, that there's nothing wrong with it Okay, and you can watch my video there as well if you ever find yourself planning something like this Consider the price that the child has to pay. Many children who were sexually abused, and for those of you who are like, what is sexual abuse? It means like you had sex with a child, just to be clear. Many of them grow up to experience a range of mental health issues. Many of them become victims and fall victims. to all sorts of addictions, many of them uh, uh, turn to prostitution and get sucked up into um, the sex trafficking trade on your end the price you could pay was that you could go to prison and you could ruin your entire life the price in this case is not worth it it is so high and you keep paying the price over and over it's a compound uh, a cost that you pay for years and years and maybe for your entire life so that is an example of an extreme cost versus your girlfriend saying we're not gonna have anal sex so I hope that illustrates the the price that you pay so to keep your porn fantasies from getting to the planning stage I suggest that you write out the price of each of these fantasies if they're acted out in real life it's not my job to tell you what to do and what not to do but write out the prices and Take a look at it and then make your decision from there. And this is an easy way to begin the process of handling your, your sexual fantasies as opposed to either using your willpower to try and stop these fantasies, which actually makes them stronger and gives them, and gives them more strength and feeding your fantasies through pornography, which leads you to the planning stage. If you are at a point where you've already acted out, you've been in the planning stage for a while and you feel that you might act out or your sexual fantasies are already obsessive consider the price you will pay do the exercise and then after that consider reaching out to me for a free strategy session to find out if and how I can help you. You can access that session by visiting elevatedrecovery.org. That's our episode for today I'm JK your brother in the struggle and I wish you all the best in your recovery